conversations about yesterday's animation animations. Saturday morning cartoon fair. Days past Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nickelodeon, Thundercats, Ghostbusters, Transformers, DuckTales. It's not a particularly deep show. So you will like us. Hello and welcome to a Halloween edition of the Cheese Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travi. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. So you would think that Halloween is a place, is a time <laughs> when we celebrate bad British accents yeah. and poor singing, <laughs> uh, and we do. Yeah. But it's yeah. also a time for. Ghosts, mm-hmm. spirits, yep. monsters, mm-hmm. mummies, yep. vampires. Yes. In that order. Mm-hmm. That's There's 31 <laughs> monsters, and throughout the month, you'll go through all of them, <laughs> if you're celebrating right. It's fall. It's autumn. I'm sitting here in a hot room, and I'm still wearing <laughs> a Target brand comfy as hell hoodie. I'm trying to let myself know, get ready, fall's here. Yes, baby. And yep. fall's here. Halloween's here. Or I, I mean, it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's not here yet. Right around the corner, though. Uh, right around the corner. And to honor Halloween, we also decided to honor someone from our childhood. Mm-hmm. Near and dear. He's the star of this cartoon we're going to talk about today. A cartoon about the goth dream, <laughs> which is your BFF <laughs> is a ghost. The catch, that ghost is part carnival barker, part circus ringmaster, mm-hmm. part flimflam man, a swindler. <laughs> A charlatan, a grifter, a bunko artist. All of these words describe this man, yet they still do not describe him fully. Yeah. Because he contains multitudes. He is the ghost with the most. He has a name so nice, you got to say it thrice. Three times, yes, or thrice. <laughs> Two, twice, and then one more time. Twice and a once. So Travis, join me now yeah. in summoning the man of the hour, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice! Beetlejuice! It's Beetlejuice, the animated series, a 90s kid staple, if ever there was one. Yes. I knew this existed because I watched the hell out of it back in the day. Me too. I watched it on Nickelodeon. That was where I I got my fix. Uh Uh-huh. They were my pusher man. But when I watched these episodes for our show today... It was like being in therapy and re- recovering repressed childhood memories. Because uh-huh. I forgot his voice yeah. is exactly like that. Oh, Lydia sounds like that. All The theme song, everything about it came flooding back. Yep. And I've been uh, trembling ever since. <laughs> but you watched it, yeah. you say. Oh, yeah. You, you claim sure. you watched it. Yeah, same here. Same here, buddy. Um, only thing I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing for this entire podcast that I want to say is it actually was not Showtime. It was ABC. And eventually Fox Kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That, that's what. <laughs> send, send your kudos to me at dptooncast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. This show ran on ABC and also on Fox Kids at the same time for its last season for 94 episodes over four seasons, 1989 to 1991. It straddled 
the 80s, 90s border. Yeah. And then it said, I'm done. No more of this decade for me. Right at first, when you said we're going to do it, man, I could have sworn it started in the 90s. I, I thought it did. I thought it, I thought this tune started in the 90s. And it was exactly the opposite of yeah. that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a binary yes or no, right or wrong, and it was not. But I hear you. I hear yeah. you. So the premise, I'm betting if you're listening to this show, you probably know the premise of Beetlejuice Anything, mm -hmm. the animated series, other things, because it didn't start as an animated series. But the basic idea, and it's perfect for Halloween, mm -hmm. is that a goth teenage girl who has yuppie parents lives in a normal white bread-ish place, mm -hmm. and there is a summonable ghost named Beetlejuice. Yes. You got to say his name three times. Three X. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. He's like Candyman. That's how, yeah, because he was the original Candyman. Mm -hmm. And he'll show up. They have adventures together, haunting the real world, and in the afterlife, which in the cartoon they called the neither world. Yeah. It's neither <laughs> live nor dead, neither here nor there. That's an example, and we'll get into that more, of whitewashing death out of the movie that it was based on mm -hmm. and making it a cartoon. Right. Uh, you got to get that death out of there. <laughs> you can't have the kids learn about the death. <laughs> got to clean it up, make it pink. Yes. Now, we mentioned a film. Mm -hmm. Beetlejuice, the animated series, is based on a movie. A classic. From the director of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Adam and Barbara are... Ghosts. What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Their house is being haunted by the living. So they're calling on Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Who's no ordinary ghost. You want somebody out of the house. I want to get somebody out of your house. <laughs> but the fun has just begun. It's showtime. One that I saw a ton as a kid. Mm -hmm. Don't know if I should have at that age, but I sure did. <laughs> and then I watched this show and loved it as much. By, by yourself or did you watch it with your parents? I watched it in a, in a darkened room underneath a staircase I called my bedroom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm sure I saw it with my folks. I probably watched it. I didn't like go to the store and rent it alone because uh -huh. I probably couldn't. Didn't drive and didn't have the card at Blockbuster. <laughs> 1988 is when it came out. It was a horror comedy called Beetlejuice. You know, one of those. Uh, there's um, Ghostbusters technically is a horror comedy. The Frighteners, that's a horror comedy. People like, here's the thing. Yeah. Laughing, screaming, they're so close. <laughs> like sometimes I'm laughing and I just start screaming. Uh -huh. Sometimes I'm screaming <laughs> and I just start laughing. So, like, you're probably about to scream right now. <laughs> Don't you hate it when that happens? 1988, Beetlejuice, directed by Tim Burton. Mm -hmm. The one, the only. The one, the only. He also developed and produced this cartoon, which I was not aware of. It makes sense because the cartoon is high quality and is, in many ways, very close to the feel of the film. Yeah. But this guy... I don't think about him anymore, Tim Burton. Uh, I think of him as a joke because, like, I don't, I haven't liked movies that he's put out for a long time. But he was all over our childhood. Yes, he did Batman, Batman Returns, Edward Scissorhands. I mean, if this mm -hmm. basically, if if you've seen a film in the past forty years with a pale, soulful weirdo <laughs> that feels out of place, it was probably Tim Burton who did it, or someone who likes Tim Burton. Yeah. And if you meet someone and their favorite holiday is Halloween and they're super excited about spirit stores opening in autumn. <laughs> they're probably a Tim Burton fan. They are a huge Tim Burton mm -hmm. fan. I don't even think there's a modifier. It's just they are. <laughs> and I, I'm going to put forward the idea that this Beetlejuice cartoon 
knowingly or not, mm-hmm. indoctrinated an entire generation of children and who are now of adult age into a type of horror and weirdness and outsiderness. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this cartoon is a good example of that. The movie was a star-studded affair. Alec Baldwin. Yep. Gina Davis. Yep. Winona Ryder. You had Winona. Yes, you absolutely did. She yep. was playing Lydia Dietz, who was in this cartoon. She's uh, the other main character mm-hmm. in this cartoon series. Are we missing anybody? Oh, I don't know. Just the Michael Keaton. Michael Gosh darn, Keaton, you almost made me cuss about him. Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. And the ghost with the most, babe. Best, uh, dare I say, best Batman. The best Batman. Most, yeah, most enjoyable Batman. I'll I'll certainly say that. A favorite Batman. Michael Keaton played Beetlejuice. And every choice that he made as that character, they should play it in acting school and then just say, go do your own thing now. Because you've just seen how it's done. It's so good. Every choice that he made is so funny. In the movie, especially, the character has the energy of a used car salesman with childcare payments on the line. Like, I need you. Oh, wait, where are you going? Oh, come on. I need this. Wait, wait, wait. Come on. Just come on for a while. We're talking inside. Hey, come on. You got to work with me here. I'm just trying to cut a D. What do you want me to do? There's something very, like I said, Carnival Barker, uh-huh. 1920s or so style. Suit. Flim- yeah, he's wearing a black and white striped suit. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, a weird look. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, not normal. Yeah. He has a ghost, so he can do it anymore. Whatever he is. We'll also get into that. I believe it was meant to like razzle dazzle you. Yeah. Because you know how stripes are like if a hypnotist has the swirling thing. Yeah. Uh, stripes. We it'll, don't. It'll, it'll make you bark like a dog or do <laughs> yeah do something or, or, <laughs> yes. or make you quit smoking. Yeah. One of those. Well, yeah. It could be either one. Yeah. Good or bad. Mm-hmm. It also reminds me of barber poles, which I think are there to hypnotize you into getting haircuts. <laughs> right. That's the same effect. <laughs> I'm with you. Now they've talked about doing sequels to this film. Many times. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, I always liked the idea of it. I thought mm-hmm. they should have done it at any time, uh, as long as it was going to be good. No, I, I'm, I'm glad the first sequel didn't come to the, the tropical one. I would have been <laughs> utter, utterly fine with that. I have no issue with that. Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian or believe, goes tropical? Yeah, believe, yeah, it goes tropical. I would have, hell, he can go tropical. He can go <laughs> Antarctic. I don't care. Give me Beetlejuice. Well, here's the thing. Here's, yeah. here's why I bring that up. Michael Keaton will be reprising his role as Batman in the upcoming Flash movie from DC Comics. Whoa, all right. Because in that movie, it's going to be a whole like time travel multiverse. Ben Affleck's Batman is here. And guess who else? An older Batman from another universe that is played by Michael Keaton. Badass. So I say, while we still got him, and I hope it's for a very long time, Uh he doesn't seem, he's a real squirrely guy, Michael (laughs) Keaton, so I don't think he's going anywhere. (laughs) But I say, if he's doing that, if he's willing to do that, just take like a Keaton victory lap through all your greatest roles you've ever had. BJ, Batman, Mr. Mr. Mom, Dream Team, Multiplicity, hell yeah. all that stuff. Just go, hell, you can just refilm them <laughs> and do them again. I don't care. <laughs> I don't fucking, or play them all in one, you know? I don't care. Just give me, give me that Keaton. I need him. A very defining part of the film that made it over to the cartoon would be the music, the score, mm-hmm. which was composed by one. Danny Elfman. Yes, sir. You've heard his music. You've heard his music. If you've ever watched The Simpsons, you've heard his music because he wrote the theme. If you saw the Batman movies we were talking about from Tim Burton, 
he wrote the famous Batman theme. He's written a lot of music. <laughs> and that's his bio Hell yeah. from me. He's written a lot of music. <laughs> but before he was doing music, soundtrack music mm -hmm. or score, I guess, he was in a band. All right. Okay. Are you aware of this? I'm not. You're no. about to be so aware Please of it. Please drop this knowledge on me, sir. He was in a band from the 1980s, one that could be considered new wave. And their song... Oh, I say their song. They had multiple hits. Okay. But the one that I'm most familiar with also shares a title with a 1980s teen comedy classic. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start playing it for you. Okay. And if you don't know what it is, God help you. <laughs> I like those hands, bro. <laughs> it's like, like a weird crab. It's kind of a Beetlejuice inspired yeah, dance like that. that I'm doing yeah. here. Weird science. Weird science. The band... Oingo Boingo. Ooh, that's cool. my reason. Is it real? A song that I get confused with occasionally and don't like quite as much as She Blinded Me with Science. Yes. But I'm pretty much, if you put science in the title of your song, I'm going to be a fan. <laughs> Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. So yeah, he was plucked out of that and that's been his career. Yeah. The man makes, I'll reiterate, a lot <laughs> of music. Science. And he rearranged his theme from the film for the cartoon. Hell yeah. So that's, that's. I mean, I must have been because Tim Burton was involved. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, I couldn't find anything about why Tim Burton decided to do that. That's way cool. And he's, uh -huh. he likes animation. He did Nightmare Before Christmas and everything. Yep. Uh, but this was more like a dream than a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and a badass opening for a cartoon oh, too, yeah. man. This thing, I don't know how much it should have been shown to kids. It mm -hmm. was, but... Beetlejuice gets decapitated in the opening of this. <laughs> they're on a roller coaster in the afterlife, and he gets decapitated, and they're chased by giant worms. Yep. I mean, that's what you're dealing with on this show. But yeah, man, and it really sets the tone because uh -huh. it just sounds like oompa, 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 oompa music, and it makes you, you're just going to get swindled, <laughs> and you're going to like it until you check your wallet later. The movie Beetlejuice, somehow a PG movie, Really? Yes. I know. It's so, think about it. There's no nudity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, everybody's happy then, I guess. Uh, the violence is, it's cartoonish. Yeah. You know, it's because it, Beetlejuice, the, the ghost, he can kind of just do whatever he wants. He kind of lives under Warner Brothers Looney Tunes rules. Yes. Uh -huh. He'll throw a, an Acme 10 ton anvil, anvil yeah. at mm -hmm. you and you won't like it. He can kind of <laughs> just become whatever the situation needs. And his worst enemy is himself. It's his own ego. But yeah, the movie, one, just the concept and the way it was carried off, you wouldn't have thought like, oh yeah, blockbuster, absolutely, let's right. do this. And then two, it's PG movie, and I, I don't remember if just PG-13 hadn't been invented yet at that point, uh -huh. but I mean, you've got the characters, the Maitlands, they're not featured in the cartoon, but Alec Baldwin and Gina, <laughs> I was going to say Gina Gershwin? <laughs> Gina Davis, Davis, yeah. They mold their faces mm -hmm. in that way that's just utterly off-putting. Yes. Very, I mean, it's awesome. Awesome yeah. design, but very frightening to look at. That's not for kids. And a lot of <laughs> Beetlejuice's <laughs> things that he does, like he turns into this stop-motion snake that bite, you know, it just, a lot of the stuff is, is upsetting. Uh. A child would be very upset <laughs> by them. And sometimes adults are too. Yeah. And I, look, I like... I like F-bombs. Oh, yeah, dude. You've always been a fan. Always been a fan of that. Of the bombs? Mm -hmm. Favorite bomb. Yes. F-bomb <laughs> gets dropped. 
me and my friends when we were 13 or whatever watched it on VHS and got to the point where he's yelling. He He's on a model, the model set that the movie is set, yeah. <laughs> part of the movie set in. And he's standing by a tree and the Maitlands have just gotten out of there and he's yelling up at them. You bunch of losers! You're working with a professional here! He kicks over this tree. Nice fucking model! <laughs> Honks his crotch <laughs> twice, and there's a car horn sound. We rewound it. That's one of those things. That's something I miss. Like, right. <laughs> you had to work for those rewinds back in the day, kids. But, man, was it worth it. F-bomb city. He dropped a hard F, and I accepted it. <laughs> With open arms. But I guess that Tim Burton, having done the movie, just said, that wasn't enough. And I got to get these kids while they're young, because that's PG, but they're not bringing four-year-olds to this. God, I hope they didn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't bring your four-year-old to Beetlejuice. So they made some adjustments from the film yep. to the cartoon so that he could bring you death. Death is so <laughs> prevalent in the movie, and I just don't think it gets covered a lot on the cartoon, which maybe right. it doesn't need to. But the thing is, it feels like it's implied. There's a lot of skeletons, yes. <laughs> and skeletons were usually once alive. So this is his way of sneaking in. Like He's kind of a, you know, you poison someone uh, over, you know. Oh, Over yeah, time, yeah, you just yeah, put a I'm little done. bit at a time. Yes. He's just putting a little drops of skeletons and of dark eye makeup <laughs> in your our cereal over the years until we're all dead. Dead. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so in the movie, Lydia Dietz, uh -huh. the girl, the goth girl. Yep. Winona. Played by, uh, do you say Winona or Winona? Winona. Do you say Winona? Is that, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, is that correct? Like you would say no. <laughs> okay. Like Winona had a big round reaver because she sued them over that virus, oh, or she she did something didn't like She's not it. Not the only Winona. No, I think she was here. I think she was going out with the guy from Soul Asylum at the time, and there was some business. I mean, I don't remember, but bro, we gotta dive into this. That. Is some right. '90s rock <laughs> dumb shit that we're talking. Well, everyone accept that as truth, and we'll move on. <laughs> In the film, Lydia is super uber goth. She's a teenage girl, yeah. and she is suicidal in the movie. It's it's not very serious. It's suicidal in the sense of like I'm I'm so complicated that nobody gets me but dead people. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna kill myself so I can hang out with dead people. <laughs> and it's basically moving. It's like saying I I don't like where I live. I'm gonna mm -hmm. move to the afterlife. Yeah, but she. She has a lot of like sitting there writing poetry or I guess a suicide letter. She leaves and doesn't follow through. Yeah. Teenagers. My whole life is a dark room. One big dark room. You know, lighthearted suicide. It is, it's, it is about as lighthearted as suicide gets because she is easy, easy early crush, easy early goth crush uh, for, uh -huh. for those of us who hadn't been exposed to that. Yeah. But now like she seems like Kind of a pain in the ass. Just because, like, it would just always be about the world is not enough. Any other James Bond <laughs> titles you might want to reach for. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like somebody I would, I would enjoy spending time with. Live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. So are we talking Winona? The way no, she is we're now, talking about just, Lydia oh, Dietz. Okay, yeah, okay. we're talking about Lydia Dietz in the movie. Because <laughs> here's the thing. In the cartoon, I mean, she, she's nice enough in the movie, yeah. but in the cartoon... She turns from this suicidal teenager into a cheery little sprite of a goth girl uh -huh. in a spiderweb poncho <laughs> yes. who reads Edgar Allan Poe and Stephen King. Though I know I should be wary, still I venture someplace scary, ghostly haunting, I turn loose, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! 
that is the blueprint for the modern female horror fan uh, or just the modern horror you're fan. You're right. No, you're right. And that's so many people. All the people <laughs> who are subscribing to Shudder, uh-huh. probably 90% of the podcasting listening audience. <laughs> that's them. Right on the head, sir. Man. Yes. So thanks, Tim. <laughs> you did it. Succeeded. You made a bunch of, you made a generation of Helena Bonham Carters for us. Beetlejuice had to get a little neutered. Mm-hmm. Uh Kind of literally, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of neutered. In the in the show, man, he's so great in the movie. It's just it, everyone knows. There's nothing to say about it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But his character is very handsy, and he is a sexual predator. I, I laugh only because we still like him so much. He's still such a funny character, but he just grabs at Lydia and Gina Davis's character. He is just uh, he's very id based. Yes, and then he ultimately is going to marry Lydia in the movie and it seems very forced. Like, she's not of age. You can't do that, man. Even if you were alive, you couldn't uh-huh. do that. So, he he is a a complex character. Perf. Yeah. A complex perv. My favorite kind. So, he goes from being kind of a, a sexual predator who is trying to escape from the afterlife and get into the world to I, who knows what to becoming a mischievous huckster. Babes, I gotta be me. I wouldn't be the ghost with the most. Who cares about three things? Mm-hmm. Himself, yep. his best friend Lydia, who also kind of seems interested in, but it seems more like he, I don't know, doesn't seem sexual, <laughs> nothing sexual, and puns. That's his third, oh, his man, number three. It is pun heavy, baby, from everyone, he, all angles. Everything is a pun on the show, mm. everything. <laughs> uh, and he is sometimes a living pun or an unliving pun, whatever. Yeah. Because sometimes on purpose, sometimes it just happens to him. He'll say something that's kind of a pun. The the definition of pun is very loose. Like, you could just say a word. Right. And he will turn into that word suddenly. His ghost <laughs> form will just become, I don't know, a mirror. Because he says mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> he mentions word. Like, that's got to be... Imagine picking your words carefully so that that doesn't happen to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't say any <laughs> idioms, any any sayings, because it will happen. Yeah. You're like, that guy's a few cards short of a... Uh, tech, no, it's just every time. But sometimes he does it on purpose. So that's where a lot of his humor comes from uh-huh. is pun. Yeah, and, and everyone's humor on the on the on the cartoon. And you know what I I would say mm-hmm. that that is a pun ish meant for the viewer. Uh, I got to go. Beetlejuice. I think one of the reasons, especially this version in the cartoon, can appeal to kids. He's gross. Mm-hmm. He eats bugs. <laughs> And that was something we liked back at the time. Yeah, fart humor for for days. Farts, uh, snorts, uh-huh. boogers, belly buttons, belly buttons. They're gross. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of the Nickelodeon thing had it. To, it was a wave of just reveling in your boyness <laughs> at that time. Like it kind of start. It kind of starts with TMNT because uh-huh. you know that oh, that dumb joke that I loved as a kid. <laughs> don't you guys need napkins? Why? We're so we don't even like napkins. Uh, all the way down to like creepy crawlers and. Uh, Fart machines. Fart machines and gack and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, gross is funny, is cool, is... Is radical, boys, is, cool, is radical, is, is tubular. Yes. Boys having a good time. Yeah. Circle of life. <laughs> That's yeah. right. It is the circle of boys' <laughs> life magazine. <laughs> <laughs> so when he teleports Beetlejuice, because he'll he'll disappear from the afterlife into the... or the, I'm sorry, the neither world. Because mm-hmm. again, you can't... 
after life? What happened? Wait, life stops? <laughs> no, don't worry about it, kid. It's just another dimension. Yeah, just, go, just go to church. When he teleports from one spot to another, he does so in a burst of bats and garbage. Yeah. If you slow it down, you see that it just like bats <laughs> fall out and it's kind of like confetti for a zombie. Uh-huh. He also in this, you know, he's not he's not an attractive man. I don't know. He is kind of an attractive man in the movie because he's just so charming. Dead. You know, yeah. So fucking dead. Well, is he dead? We're going to have to discuss this okay. in a bit. We got to table that for a second. But yeah. <laughs> is he dead in the cartoon is my question. In the film, he he, he is. is dead. Yeah. He is a ghost. Mm-hmm. In this, I don't know. But there's a scene in the film where there are lots of times where they use this great Harry Belafonte music. Mm-hmm. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. There's that scene where they're dancing around the dinner table being possessed by Beetlejuice and they're being forced to dance to that music. Yes, yeah. And they're eating shrimp and then these shrimp hands come out of their plates and pull their faces down <laughs> into it. And that's one of the more, like, it's fun, but it's also scary, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, Beetlejuice in this, his character design includes fingers that just end in lipstick almost. It looks like just red nails that are his whole finger mm-hmm. at the tip. And it reminds me of those... <laughs> I fucking hate it. Uh. It's the only thing I don't like about the cartoon is that he has these long red nails. They just gross me out. And we need to go back and change it in every cell before I can watch it again. All right, cool. Consider it done. Because I do want, I want to keep watching it. <laughs> they also changed, of course, they changed the afterlife to the neither world. Yep. In the movie, it was like a bureaucracy. It was a, it was like the DMV as afterlife. <laughs> Is how it was in the movie because, like, you you die, you get a form to fill out, and you go see a lady at an office. Right. In this, maybe some of that stuff happens, but the neither world is just like a gnarly fantasy land. <laughs> <laughs> you never see the ground. There's a bunch of highways that connect rock escarpments that have buildings on them, mm-hmm. and all these highways seem to be one lane. I don't. I I have an issue with this. It seems like everything has one lane that leads to and from it. Right. Only. And that means the infrastructure needs some fucking overhaul. (laughs) But other than traffic, if this is what the afterlife looks like, because people are going to the supermarket and going to shows and having a good time. Yep. If this is what the afterlife is like, I can't wait to be dead. (laughs) I'm, I'm into it. And now that's the question. Do people go to the neither world on Beetlejuice when they die? We see evidence certainly against Mm -hmm. in this cartoon. Yes. Over the past three years about now, autumn has become a time for us to sit and ponder what a ghost is. Oh, yes, yes. Tis the season (laughs) to reason about ghosts. All right. And so I got to wonder, are these ghosts? Are there ghosts in this show? Uh, Because here's the thing. Beetlejuice talks about being alive during the Black Plague and all this stuff in the movie. In this, he has parents that live in the afterlife or the the other world, and he... Went to high school in the neither world, uh-huh. supposedly. So <laughs> what is doesn't yeah, what seem is like he's place? dead. Right. So that makes him what a demon. But there's also in one of the episodes that we watch, there's a whiny mummy. Mm-hmm. It's that creep Beetlejuice. Just a guy, just a mummy, which is a physical thing, <laughs> right? And there are other random monsters. This who lives in the neither world? Because it seems like a combo platter of spirits of people, mm-hmm. demons, yep. and just straight up like classic monsters. Monsters, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That doesn't seem fair. Like, I I like the idea of going to a cool place when I die, but I don't want to share that space with other non-dead humans. Mm-hmm. I don't want to share that with Frankenstein. Or yeah, it doesn't seem fair, yeah. Not fair at it. all. Yeah. What have I earned uh-huh. in my life of virtue? <laughs> not hanging out with a whiny mummy. <laughs>
we visited both the neither world and the not well the real world of this cartoon <laughs> in two segments right from the series because sometimes not always mm-hmm. sometimes they would divide it up into two stories per episode like a tiny tunes or a dug yeah and so we wanted to sample a couple here one that's in the neither world one that's mm-hmm. in the real world mm-hmm. starting off we watched season 1 episode 10 a segment entitled it's the pits <laughs> And they're not talking about peach pits. Mm, no, they're not. Nope. Talking they're about not. the arm variety. They're talking about the pit that's beneath your arm. <laughs> Which, now that I think about now that I separate pit out of that word, uh-huh. that seems weird to me that we call it the pit of the arm. Like, to me, a pit is something you fall into because right? you couldn't rope across it. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. Okay. Seems like a typical day in the life of Lydia, the the sweet goth. Uh huh. Cause she and her good buddy, the Beach, are rocking out in the air, mm-hmm. which is a lot like <laughs> the end of the Beetlejuice movie where she's dancing in the in the air. Yep. They're rocking out hard uh-huh. in her underground <laughs> summoning chamber that she has. You know, one of those. I mean, if you're a, this is the equivalent of getting a pony if you're a goth girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> This is <laughs> or a treehouse. Yeah, yeah. Put me of a treehouse. There are puns from the jump, because Beetlejuice says, "I know what you mean, babes. They make me want to shake, rattle, and roll." And he becomes a milkshake, uh-huh. uh, a baby rattle, and a croissant. Yes. Which is that a roll? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, okay. it's in the roll family. Then yep. he checks out. Mm-hmm. His puns are ac- <laughs> his jokes. Are on point. And Beege, he starts totally wailing on the armpit, doing armpit farts. Mm-hmm. This And this is going to be the crux of this thing. He is an incredible armpitist. I am the greatest! Oh, yeah! Yes, the best I've seen. I, and yeah, incredible. <laughs> how, how are you? How are you with armpits? Uh, I was good back in the day. I haven't tried it out in a while though. I need to. I need to check it out. Why don't you dust it off and pull <laughs> it out? Pull out your axe. I'll do it. Here, let's do some armpits. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So I got some sweat going. All right. All right. <laughs> it's funny when they don't work. They sound so pathetic. Yes. All right. Let's go. Oh no. There you go, dude. You're. Because I'm sweaty in this stupid Target hoodie. I mean, very comfortable Target hoodie that I'm wearing. I mean, it's a combination of sweat and air. I'm sure you guys are loving this. Uh, well, so we're we're no Beetlejuices, apparently. Like, unless somebody wants to sample that and try to put dust it on that, the air. Dust that axe off. Yeah, would you? dust that axe off. <laughs> I can't do the hand one either. That one I can't do. Like, where you just... Oh, I... I... There you go. Yeah, I'm good. I got okay, that one you're done. you're a virtuoso yeah, on that. Yeah, thank you, sir. Okay. Thank you. Well... I may not be an expert, uh, clearly, on armpit farting. Not, I'm not a uh, Paganini <laughs> of the armpit. But Beetlejuice gets an incredible range of sounds out of his armpit. Yes, he <laughs> Just does. Just his hand in his armpit. Yep. It's like he's doing impressions of other instruments mm-hmm. with that. I'm worried that there's a, just like a sampler up in his armpit, and this is going to turn into a Millie Vanilli situation. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where someone else is doing it right. And, no, and never have we gotten to say farts so much on this podcast before, so we should probably revel in it. <laughs> Lydia says, bro, you're killing it with the armpits. Mm-hmm. Shit, that stuff is killer. Let's do it. Let you should be a musician. You with should that. get signed with that. Yeah, that's her idea. Mm-hmm. By the way, let's let's keep an eye on Lydia in this episode. <laughs> she says that, and that's very positive. I'm glad she's supporting her friend. 
and saying how talented he is because right. he is. Yeah. So he starts putting on a little showcase to two of his neighbors who I remembered immediately upon seeing them in the show. I was like, ah, these people. Yeah. I don't remember their names, <laughs> but I remembered them. Like, I still don't know them, but. And they just serve to confuse what goes on in the neither worlds all the more. Mm -hmm. We have the ever charming Ginger the Tap Dancing Spider. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a kid's book. Right. She has a, I put an emoji thumbs up, New York accent. My feet will finally be famous. The hairball club is the roughest trade club I've ever been in. Is a spider a ghost? Just a spider? No. I'm starting to... <laughs> oh, oh, no, now you're know. wavering. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, they, they kind of appear out of nowhere. Uh -huh. they, they're always at the center of bad things happening. She's a talking spider. Is a talking spider a ghost? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Is Charlotte from Charlotte's Web a ghost? Yes. I like this answer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this, this is going to jive. I, I need to be writing all this down uh -huh. so I can, I can put this into a spreadsheet later. <laughs> but that also means that maybe just talking animals are ghosts. And I don't know if that's true. Uh -huh. I like, is Babe or the, who was the pig in uh, Charlotte's Web? Not Babe. Not Babe. No. Uh, no, that was a later. Franklin? I'm just making names Franklin. up. <laughs> That's a cute name for yeah. a pig. Uh, Charlotte's Wab. Pig. Pig. Maybe just pig. Maybe it's just pig. No, it's not just pig. <laughs> Wilbur. Of course it's Wilbur. How could I have forgotten Wilbur the pig? <laughs> so Charlotte, ghost. Uh -huh. Wilbur, undecided. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> she is going to join with Beetlejuice, as is his other neighbor, what she brings to the table is tap dancing. Like that's her instrument is tap dancing, which yeah. that's in her name. How loud must one tap dance to be heard in a band? It doesn't seem like something you easily contribute. Not at all. To no. a band. I mean, this is a little, obviously it's a little different, but like, I want to know, and please let us know on yeah. Twitter, on, on <laughs> anywhere. Has there ever been a band, like a modern band, let's not count the 1920s, that had a tap dancer? As an instrumentalist. Hmm, we, you know, this question could inspire that, though. I, hey, if they do, <laughs> kick up those bucks. For, you're welcome. The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones had a dancer, a guy that just danced. And so did Prodigy. Prodigy had an interpretive dancer a, as well. They just had a dancer? Yeah, uh-huh. Out of control. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is that? Out of control. That's it. Not out of control. Oh, you, you, you know you had their album. I didn't. So. <laughs> no, because at the time, no, here's the thing. I like it now. Uh -huh. uh, at the time, I didn't like the introduction of electronic elements into rock music. <laughs> I thought it was not good. I was like, why, why are we doing this? It seems like cheating because I was a musician. So I thought, oh, you're just playing, you're just playing boop, 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 on your mm -hmm. keyboard. And now, you know what I did to make music for this episode? Beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop, on a keyboard. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who left last? The other band member. And friend of Beetlejuice is Jacques Laline, mm. the skeleton bodybuilder. That's great. <laughs> this is fun. this is cute. This is the hallmarkification of dead things and yes. creepy things for kids. For so Saturday we, morning. Yeah. So that you can go to the grave site and hang out and not feel like a weirdo. Mm -hmm. Finally. <laughs> We've all been waiting for it. You can get married in an open grave and then get buried in it for the rest of your life. Yep. So Jacques Laline is hyper French. 
He is, he's been dipped in French, <laughs> French dressing. <laughs> Mais oui, we can do it. This looks like a half crowd. Why is it every time we try to help Beatle Juice, he treats us like the dirt between his toes? He's got the beret. He's got the pencil mustache. Uh-huh. He's got the accent. But he is perhaps the kindest portrayal of a French person ever to be put into tunes. Uh-huh. Like he is not stuck up. He's just there to help. He's going to he's going to play himself as percussion. He's a very nice guy and I feel bad when Beetlejuice is not nice to him cuz <laughs> Beetlejuice not such a nice guy. But it feels like an intentional reversal cuz every time French people are in cartoons, they are either snooty, yeah, pervy, or snooty and pervy. Yep. And uh, Pepe Le Pew. Like, it's like they're trying to undo the years of damage to the French people that Pepe Le Pew did. <laughs> right. On Looney Tunes with this guy. Heavy snoot. Heavy, heavy rude. Snoot. Heavy snoot. Now, his name, Jacques Laline, is apparently a reference to a 1950s and 1960s bodybuilder. That's when he was, I guess, really establishing his prime. Yeah. A real bodybuilder. Because he, he went on later than that. But right. like, I, I think as he entered the 70s of age, like he was no longer a primetime <laughs> man of weights. His name, Jack Lalanne. My name is Jack Lalanne. And I'm here for one reason and one reason only. To show you how to feel better and look better so you can live longer. These days, you'd be like, hey, that guy eats well. Mm-hmm. He's not like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I'm sure he looks great with his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, better than me. Yeah. But uh, he looked great, though. It's, it's, I like looking back at a time when it's like, this is somebody who worked out, can you believe it, three times a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the name of the act, as I understand it, that Beetlejuice and his two bandmates and then Lydia is, as manager. Yep. It's her idea. Uh-huh. Is it's the pits. Yes. They start rising in the ranks of the neither world heavy. music scene heavy yes uh quickly yeah fast and hard <laughs> to where, to where he, he's dressed like elvis yeah <laughs> yes i thought you brought that up uh-huh. because as kids like my exposure to elvis was pretty much through impressions of him. full house and full, you're right <laughs> heavy through full house that you're exactly right that is tr- <laughs> so true have mercy have mercy let me just say have mercy it was Full House and it was cartoons where somehow I knew if he wore the Fat Elvis sunglasses, you know, rhinestone jumpsuit stage. You knew he was beyond famous. And I also knew he was in for a great fall. Uh, like Humpty yes, Dumpty. Yes, you yes. knew that. As a kid, somehow you knew that even though I didn't understand careers. I didn't uh-huh. understand music. Like, yeah, what is that? Know, that is... But we knew that. It's uh-huh. it's pop culture osmosis that just finds its way into you. <laughs> You're right, man. Yeah. So, yeah, he starts dressing like Fat Elvis and he is an egomaniac from the start uh-huh. because Beetlejuice is always that yeah. and in the cartoons, maybe even more so than the movie, perv just because egomaniac, what they do is they take away the perv mm-hmm. and fill that space <laughs> with more ego on the, on the cartoon versus the movie. Right. He's just been that the whole time. He's never been like, Hey, it's so great to have you guys along with me in the band. I love y'all. Y'all are talented. No, it's like, I'm the star. Uh-huh. Y'all look at me, are here. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lydia has been the manager. Mm-hmm. She is managing. She's the money man. She's she's the money. She's also like, I th- feel like a creative consultant. <laughs> As Beetlejuice gets worse, he becomes more and more egomaniacal. Lydia does nothing. Yeah. To, I think she says one thing that's not totally approving of his behavior, but otherwise, nothing to say about it. <laughs> Continues to be successful, and they're going to finally play the biggest venue, you got to imagine the neither world is infinite. So I don't know if it's the biggest one in all of the neither world, but it is a big venue. Holly Weird. 
Holly the Holly Weird Bowl. <laughs> there is a lot. We we've skipped over it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot of that kind of big quotation marks fun wordplay on this show. Um, it is kind of it's just fun to ima- I imagine it's fun being in a writer's room just coming up with dumb ways to turn words into slightly spookier mm-hmm. versions of themselves. <laughs> right. Um, the ones that I wrote down from this episode. Okay. Okay. Yep, we've got me. a band called the Rolling Kidney Stones. Mm-hmm. That's more. That's like a biological condition. That's not <laughs> so scary. It is scary if you get it. It's not. Don't you don't want it. Yeah, my dad had that. That's awesome. Scar Boogie Hall. That's Scar Scarborough Carnegie, Hall. Yeah, it's supposed to be Carnegie, Car- Hall? Carnegie Hall. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> man, stretch. They're like stretching makes stretching. Well, you yeah. put Scar and Boogie in it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Holly Weird Bowl, obviously. Hairball Club. They play the Hairball Club. Is that a? Hairball. I thought of Hellfire Out. Club, but no, that's Out. that's already cool. Yeah. Hellfire. <laughs> Okay. They also had spinning magazines showing that, like, in the afterlife, because again, the 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 neither world is a place with its own economy, apparently, uh-huh. as well yeah. as infrastructure, its own currency. Yeah, every, everything's really booming. Yeah. yeah. So they have <laughs> magazines that are spinning up at you to show you the passage of time and the rising success of it's the pits. Yeah. Uh, one of them is called Rolling Bone Magazine. That's Ooh, an easy. I don't get it. That's I a don't... that's a putt right oh, there. Okay. Uh, the one that tickled my fancy was a magazine that Lydia was in, I believe, mm-hmm. called. Vague mm. instead of Vogue. <laughs> vague is not a scary or Halloween related term. It is like for the meaning of something to be vague could be eerie, I guess, but just vague magazine. Right. <laughs> it's them saying like, oh, Vogue. Why don't pick that magazine if you can't think of something better than vague. Everything in the kitchen sink for Man, wordplay. They will they will take it to the limit. And that was my limit as far as those uh-huh. went. So when they play Hollywood, Holly Weird Bowl, excuse me. Yeah, you're excused. Beetlejuice, as they are going to go out on stage, literally freezes out his two bandmates uh-huh. uh, by sending them through a, a portal yeah. to a frozen place. Ices them out. And then I guess Lydia went to the stable to find her high horse uh-huh. so she could get up on it. Because all of a sudden, she develops a conscience when it comes to Beetlejuice's behavior. Yeah. Where were these ethics before? Grow a pair. Yeah, grow a pair earlier. She's an enabler. She enjoyed the ride, but now it's getting too real for her. So now she's going to shame Beetlejuice Mm -hmm. for behavior that she herself encouraged before. (laughs) I mean, Beetlejuice, he's his own problem. He is a problem. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Absolutely. He is a handful. Mm -hmm. This Beach couldn't hang. I couldn't (laughs) hang with them for a long time. Movie Beetlejuice, I feel like I could. But Beetlejuice goes out on stage, Mm -hmm. performs alone. I will say he really doesn't need the band. Because one, the audience is digging it. Mm-hmm. They don't care. He's just doing awesome armpit farts. Like, yeah, right. You don't just need rocking a, and rolling. Yeah, you don't need a band. His head starts swelling. Uh-huh. Literally T- taking off like a hot air balloon yes. up in the <laughs> from. I, I guess his body. His body is just like a living metaphor. He's always symbolic of something else. Well, well, with with the pun transformations, it also that's like no, the double edged sword. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like he he is <laughs> he is basically an English class. Yes. given form. He starts floating away. He's yelling out for help. Lydia and the bandmates hear him. Mm-hmm. Lydia's advice to him is her not being a good friend and not being realistic. Yes. And I don't get it. She yells, You have to tell yourself you're not a big rock star. He was just playing the Holly Weird Bowl. Uh huh. He is a big star. Yeah, he got there. He got he there. Got, yeah. And he may be an asshole. But he is a big star uh-huh. as well. So the only thing that gets that doesn't get him down because he it. refuses. And I don't I defend his decision. Uh-huh. Lydia needs to check her head. Uh huh. The only way they get him down 
is a character <laughs> named Flubbo, who shows up earlier in the episode. Rocking eight pits. Yeah, because he is a giant slug man. Uh-huh. And that's one of the many types of beings you'll get to sample while you're in the nether world. Because he's got like eight arms. Yeah. And he wears glasses and he talks kind of like droopy. Oh, hello. My name's Flubbo. I'm your biggest fan. Can I have your autograph, Mr. Biggest Star I've ever met, sir? Pits for days, they yes, say. Yes, He Daddy starts pits. doing that pit thing. That pit thing, baby. And the audience loves it. And Beetlejuice is yesterday's news and his head shrinks. He's deflated. He's, he's he got deflated. He's literally deflated, yes. yes. So that's a bummer for him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what lesson he should take from this. Because mm. here's the thing. The audience liked what he was doing even as his head, even as he flew away. <laughs> they were going to just keep cheering in an empty stadium. Well, luckily... There is hope. Yes. Because at the end, when he starts crying and blowing his nose, another one of those awesomely gross things, you know, that we only got in 90s television. Uh huh. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Yep. I guess they don't have the radio <laughs> in the neither world <laughs> or their gross does indeed equal tubular because they love his nose blowing and he sends us out on a rendition, I believe, of his theme. Uh huh. Via yep. nose blows. Yep. Gross is cool, and cool is gross. Is gross. Yeah. Guess what, babe? (laughs) This just ends. We jumped over to season two, episode six. Yes, we did. For the other segment that we watched. Uh, This title just, they needed a second draft. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. Again, I love this show. This is great. These episodes were entertaining. Uh I just feel like sometimes maybe just don't put the first thing you think of that is horror related. Uh Uh, Vampire car. (laughs) Right. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Knocked it out. Press it up. Press it up. Uh, Running scared. Running scared. Uh, Because this, this, this episode. Rock the vote, baby. You got to rock that vote. This episode rocks the vote hard. (laughs) You got to rock that vote. You got to rock that vote. Don't hate. You know how they say don't rock the boat? Uh Uh-huh. The flip side is you have to rock the vote. Do rock the the vote. vote. Yes. Yes. MTV taught me. (laughs) This episode is all about voting. Yes. And campaigns. Mm, So it hits pain. Ah, (laughs) P-A-I-N. You got it. And boom, I just turned into a pain. Just a window (laughs) pain. Pain of glass. Yes. Campaignful. Yeah. This episode covers a school election. Yes. But it still feels almost too close to home to watch uh-huh. uh, for a few reasons that will become apparent. Election season is upon us. Yes, it, it is. is. It is Target hoodie season. Uh-huh. It is Halloweeny times. Yes. It is voting times. It's very scary. Come very back. scary time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has been scary. <laughs> yes. Staying scary. Uh huh. So get your screams out. <laughs> Dust off your screams too. In the cartoon, Lydia attends uh, like an academy yeah. where they have uniforms and everything called Miss Shannon's School for Girls, mm-hmm. which I thought was going to have like a much fancier name, especially based on the woman who's the headmistress. It is with great pleasure that I announce the results of our election. That's where she goes to school. And she has a little group of friends that she hangs with. A that very are tiny, little, tiny, small girl. A little, she's adorable. <laughs> she's this little tiny red-haired girl with big spectacles. I believe her name, let me check this. Her name is Prudence. Mm. And then she has a taller, uh, more nasally sounding friend named Bertha who has uh, like Bugs Bunny teeth. Yep, rabbit teeth, yeah. yep. Uh, I think I hear my mother calling. No, that's, that's my mother. No, mine. No, mine. I like 
these ladies. They're fun. Yes, I remember uh-huh. them. Yeah, they're fun. They're a good time. <laughs> right. Beetlejuice. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think it has to. It can't. We can't share the amount of time. Oh, okay. I can't. Yeah, it can't be a trade off. Or else <laughs> he's sitting there waiting. So he's oh, like, gotcha. Hey, guys, gotcha. 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 Sorry. Beetlejuice shows up to eat lunch with Lydia at school. Mm-hmm. Which did you? Did they have that at your school where you could eat with your parents or like oh, something yeah. like that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mom would always threaten to come up there and. <laughs> I liked it, but yeah. uh, did you? Did she ever do it? Oh, for sure. How'd it go? Uh, horrible, horrible, man. <laughs> did Come she on. bring lunch or anything? No, she did. I, I was okay, okay, okay. It, 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 it's, it it's just listen. I mean, you know, when your parents come to eat lunch with you, and you're not, you're already not cool. Mm. That that's just glutton for punishment. I think you're cool, Travis. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm cool now. A little, a little less cool after hearing about how your mom came to lunch, but <laughs> right there you, know. you go. No, my my mom, I think my dad did a few times maybe, but usually it was my mom. Uh-huh. It was a weird thing where you're eating in the cafeteria of the elementary school, and then we had a, a stage up there in the cafeteria because yeah. you would have assemblies there. Yes. So if a visitor came to eat lunch with you, you ate up on the stage. Yep. <laughs> To, for all to see. Well, look at Fancy Pants up there. His mom brought McDonald's. He's got parents that love him. You can't let the chaff and the, the high-status kids with parents mm-hmm. mesh. Because maybe those kids will be too sad, but then you're put you're pulling an MC Hammer. You got a glass building <laughs> that you're living in where everyone can see up on the hill that you have your parents there. <laughs> well, that seems to be what Beetlejuice is going to do. Mm-hmm. But the, here's the thing, and, I, and I'd forgotten that he does this. Beetlejuice is a transgressive character. Yeah. Very much so. He is quite willing to take on any form, any identity. Uh, gender doesn't fucking matter to him. He will become a little girl if that serves him and Lydia. Uh-huh. So Beetlejuice turns into his little girl alter ego so that he can eat with Lydia. <laughs> Betty. Betty Juice. <laughs> Betty Juice. Betty Juice. Betty Juice. You know how some girls... I imagine that you had this at your school too. Okay. Girls would get sent home. <laughs> I don't remember a guy ever having to deal with this. A girl would get sent home for something about her dress being too risque. Yes. The skirt is shorter than the length of the arm. Uh-huh. Betty Juice needs to be sent home from school for being too ugly. <laughs> this, Boom. There, you just this, said it. This is yeah. trouble for the other kid. Uh-huh. Like, this is distracting. <laughs> She is hideous. I mean, and this is Beetlejuice. Just hideous. Y'all know what Beetlejuice looks like. It is a yellow-toothed, bug-eating, purple-skinned, blonde girl with a top knot. And she he raises his voice just a little bit. It's very funny. And as your president, I promise two beetles in every pot. Um, but call the parents to get her out of there because that kid <laughs> needs to go. Or call, I don't know, a foster home and say uh-huh. someone is not taking care of their child. <laughs> She's half dead. Get her out of here. Cut it out. <laughs> call Joey Gladstone yes. and get him in here. <laughs> get him to take her home. <laughs> so there's a character on here that we meet, uh, and I remember her somewhat. She is a, another classmate of Lydia's. Mm-hmm. She is not a friend of Lydia's. Yes. She is, in fact, Lydia's rival. Mm. This is Mean Girls. Yes. 1989 style with goths and (laughs) preppies. Her name is Claire Brewster. (laughs) Let me make myself perfectly Claire. I'm cute, capable, and totally qualified. Unlike my laughable opponent. I don't want to get political. Okay. She comes in all kinds of bad energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, takes over the room immediately. Did enters. you ha- did you have a class president at all? And your this is a good question. I yeah, I don't know who they were. Yeah. I I get the appeal <laughs> of holding office in school. 
Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you you affect so much change. School lunches will be free. <laughs> exactly. Bathroom breaks unlimited. Look, guys, I'm just eight years old, but I'm talking to these teachers. We're going <laughs> to reach an agreement. I promise. We're talking snacks in class. You hear me? <laughs> Read my lips. Slightly less homework. <laughs> Slightly, uh, and that would just be for like one day. It's a puppet regime. <laughs> if you were a, a president in school, oh man, no. So, well, you answered my question. I was going to ask you about if you got into that at all. <laughs> not, no, not at all. No, and I don't even remember there being a class president. I mean, you, uh, it's a smaller school, right? Yeah. Plus, yeah. I dropped out in fourth grade, so that you know that kind of narrows it down. Lots too. of options before that, though. I know, like I kindergarten know. president. <laughs> How those kids run in when they're in preschool? As far as I'm concerned, right. <laughs> So Claire Brewster is running for class, class prez, hey. and she's assuming she's going to win. Mm-hmm. It's all about her. It's all about her ego. <laughs> to describe Claire, and I, I want to avoid getting political oh, yeah. on this okay. podcast, okay. okay? Yeah. Claire is a very tan, uh-huh. blonde, yep. image conscious, uh-huh. rich girl, yeah. whose campaign is all ego and attacks on her opponents. And she even goes so far as to suggest... <laughs> Different areas for quote unquote creepy girls, mm-hmm. meaning Lydia and her friends. <laughs> she is suggesting segregation. Yes. Not, not classical segregation, mm-hmm. but segregation nonetheless. Mm-hmm. She needs to be stopped. Yes. yes. <laughs> she needs, we need like a, a slingshot assassin <laughs> to come take care of her, <laughs> put right. her out for a bit. Well, so, and Beetlejuice ultimately is going to kind of play that role. Yes. Because uh, be or I'm sorry, Betty Juice. Uh, hideous. Just hideous. I find her charming though. Because she just lets it all hang out, man. She just shouldn't care. <laughs> she wakes up in the morning, no filter, hashtag no filter. Betty Juice is going to be her main opponent. She mm-hmm. she was going to, she thought, run unopposed. Yeah. Claire, you know, being this preppy, bouncy, but also shitty, uh, mean girl, it's, and it's funny because you have a character who's based off of a character played by Winona slash Winona Ryder in mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Lydia. And this feels like they're kind of adapting the movie Heathers, also starring her yes. into this, in, by bringing in this Claire character, right. giving her a blonde nemesis. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know if the Beach just wants the power trip of being class president at a girls' school <laughs> or just wants to fuck with Claire. I know that's easily chosen, but he seems to really get into it for himself, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he gets into it for the right reason of fucking with Claire, and then it ends up being all about him. But that's that's what's going to happen. He starts running as well, or as Betty Juice. Yeah. Lydia tries to work on the campaign with them a little bit. <laughs> She's asking questions like, what's your platform? One, pizza. Just pick something that the kids like, but you know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. And platform shoes is what, what yeah, he... That, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> he does come up with... He comes up with the, uh, the campaign slogan, Belch for Betty. Belch for Betty! Belch for Betty! Travis, what is gross? Uh, it is cool. And cool is gross. Gross. Yes. And tubular mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Cool is gross and gross and, and cool is gross and cool. Too. Slime is, uh, too. man, slime is just radical. <laughs> Boogers are bodacious. <laughs> yes. Boogers are bodacious. <laughs> When the two main candidates, they've been presented to us as the two main candidates, at least, when they give their campaign speeches, literally nobody is present except for Lydia to hear them. 
on these shows where like outs there are a few of these I, I guess Rick and Morty does it mm -hmm. where outsiders regularly infiltrate the student body of an <laughs> elementary school or junior high I have to question how much the adults or the administration are even paying attention because there is again a obscenely hideous child walking around with teeth that could stop a train mm -hmm. <laughs> and you at least need to talk to her and ask her where she's come from maybe that's been covered somewhere but yeah. I feel like Nobody's watching the kids. Someone needs where, to watch the kids. Where are your parents at? Seriously. While Claire and Betty are literally mudslinging at each other. They can do a mudslinging fight. Duking it out. A third party candidate steps into the ring. She is Patricia. And I promise to bring more after school activities, sports and educational facilities to our school. The third choice, the right choice, a young lady, a person of color, who wins the heart of the school. <laughs> and it's, I don't think that, the, I don't think it's even set up in this election where something specifically like that could happen. Right. I don't think any third party, I don't want to get, I said I don't want to get political. Well, you're, you're doing Damn it though. It. No, you're doing it. You're doing it. So she wins. Patricia wins. Mm -hmm. The other two girls, Betty Juice and Claire, <laughs> each only get one vote. Yeah. And Beetlejuice didn't vote for himself, he says. <laughs> the, uh, someone voted for him. Wonder who did vote for me? I did. You're tall and gross, Betty. I like that in a candidate. She is this world's version of Pigpen from the Peanuts. Yeah. This girl, another <laughs> example of how I don't think the parents or, or the teachers are paying any attention. This girl is surrounded <laughs> By flies. Yeah. Somehow at this academy. Uh -huh. <laughs> and you know the beach, he likes her because yep. she is surrounded with snacks for him to eat. <laughs> he eats flies. He eats bugs. That's the joke. He's gross. He's yeah. gross. Mm -hmm. And the most. And therefore. Cool. Cool. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on the most striped episode of the Days Past Tooncast we've done. The, the, yeah, that I've, I've been part of. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that I've been part of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you've been laughing just like that throughout this episode and you want to show us some appreciation, head on over to Apple Podcast. Leave us a written review and a five-star review that says... Five times over did I enjoy this. Yes, we need it. Listen, also check us out on Twitter and Instagram at DP Tooncast. We've also done a little song over on the YouTube. Will, what did we do again? We did a music video mm -hmm. featuring a song that is a mashup and a parody of Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back with 1992 X-Men animated series theme. Mm -hmm. It's called X-Men Attack. Head over to YouTube and search for Days Past Tooncast. You will find it or just follow the link in the show notes. Mm. Keep your eye on your feeds, guys, because Travis and I, we got plans. We got plans for an episode 99. We got plans for an episode 100. Oh, we've been teasing them for a minute, too. That's what you should be afraid of this mm -hmm. Halloween is us dropping a 100 on your ass in the coming I don't have a time frame for it, but it's going to come. So much confetti, you'll lose your mind. <laughs> You're going to hear the confetti on that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so enjoy the autumn. Enjoy whatever hoodie you're wearing. Enjoy each other. Mm -hmm. Stay safe. Vote politicians and civilians. Yep. And tutor my duter. Rock that vote. <laughs> tutor my duter. 
I lived through the Black Plague and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times and I can't get money every single time I see it. I had fun. Yeah. I you always fun. have fun, though. I you always have fun. You always Everyone do knows me as a fun man. <laughs> Give you some of that full-throated Trav. Okay, there you are. Yeah, here I am. Oh, baby. I like it like that. I lay here. Oh, baby. I like it like that. I like it like that. Look, I like it like that. I don't know about you. <laughs> I like it like that. I like it like that. I like it like that.